Welcome, welcome to the Ready to Wander podcast hosted by Sydney Brienne. This is a podcast where I encourage you to chase your dreams and we chat about all things business, photography, travel, adventure, and of course, living and experiencing more life outdoors. So what do you say? Are you ready to wander? Hey, 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 welcome back to the Ready to Wander podcast. I'm your host, Sydney Brienne, and I'm so pumped for today's episode because I have a great industry friend of mine on as a guest. Today's episode is all about living and working on the road. We all know about the camper van lifestyle right now, and my friends, Chuck and Shiloh, are people that dove headfirst into living and working on the road in a truck camper as a photo and video team. Shiloh is with us today to chat about the highs and lows of living and working on the road, why you should consider it, maybe why not, and we will get a look into a typical day in the truck camper. I am so excited to jump in. So Shiloh, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. And before we get started, can you give listeners a little intro to yourself and your business with your husband, Chuck? Yeah, it's so fun uh, to be on your podcast. And uh, this is my first time podcasting. So if it doesn't go well, don't hate me. But outside of that, we're a uh, husband and wife photo and video team. And we do currently live out of a scout truck camper in our Toyota Tundra. And recently, like this past June, we adopted a little dog named Hoka, and she basically runs our world, which is super fun. And um, we do both large and small weddings, elopements. And then recently, we've been doing like a handful of maternity sessions. A lot of my friends are pregnant right now. So it's like super fun to come alongside them and document their motherhood journey. And then our home base, I guess you could say is technically Winona, Minnesota, where Chuck and I met and started our photo and video journey, but we're actually thinking about moving to Colorado next year. So fingers crossed that happens. And then Chuck is originally from Michigan and I was born and raised in Minnesota. So that's like a little synopsis of who we are as people. And I actually met you guys and you know the story, just telling it for listeners, but I shot a wedding with Shiloh and Chuck a few years ago and then ended up shooting a few of her friends weddings and then we've just stayed in contact since and it's been so fun to watch you go from shooting these big weddings in the Midwest to living on the road and traveling and shooting elopements and other weddings and adventuring up so I love that for you and I'm so excited that you're thinking of moving to Colorado and before we jump into kind of the juicy questions about living on the road I want listeners to learn a bit more about your background. How did you get started in the photography industry and what kinds of things are you shooting now as a team on the road? And like, what has that progression looked like in your business? Yeah, so Chuck has a degree in photojournalism and I have a degree in mass communication. So my original plan was to be on the TV, um, whether that would be like hosting a fun like adventure show or being a news lady or something like that. I just really wanted to be on TV. So and then Chuck worked for the local paper here in Winona for a little while before we started doing weddings together. And so after college, I graduated and was like, oh, I need to become a well, a well-rounded individual. So I'll go in and learn how to like film because that wasn't something I was super, super comfortable with. But so yeah, I worked for a video production company. I filmed dance recitals. I filmed weddings. I filmed corporate stuff. And I just like found a really big passion for working in the wedding industry. It just like 
everyone's always having a good time. The bride and groom are just like beautiful, go happy, go lucky people. They're getting married, which is super awesome. And, you know, I'm a big dessert gal. So I always get dessert on the wedding day. And that just makes my heart happy. So Chuck and I met back in 2016. And after like being friends for a little bit, we started dating and I asked him if he wanted to come and film a wedding with me for fun. And he obliged because he really just wanted to like hang out and, you know, get to know us and like, you know, do that fun stuff. And so we decided that he was going to come and film some weddings with me. And then after a few years of doing it for the company that I used to work to, I was like, you know, I think I could probably do this on my own. And so with his encouragement, he was like, yeah, let's do an LLC. And from there, I was like, well, I kind of want to learn how to take photos because I was really confident doing video. And so I was like, well, if I do photos and you do video, then we can like do it as a husband and wife team. And he's like, yeah, let's go for it. So now we have kind of like switched roles from our like base abilities. And I'm the lead photographer and Chuck is the lead videographer, which is like super fun. That is super fun. I love when you guys are both at weddings. It's such a fun dynamic. And as far as living on the road goes, is this something you dreamed of personally and then the business side fell into place just because you were a team or how did your life lead to traveling and working from the road in your truck camper? Yeah, I feel like it's a relatively new concept to live in a truck camper. But oddly enough, my mom kind of did it a little bit when she was like, young 30s and young 20s. And so I feel like it's just been bred in me. But um, when I was talking to Chuck about it, I had like randomly texted him one day. And I was like, Hey, what do you think about living in a van? And he was thinking to himself, Oh, my gosh, literally thinking the same thing. And I think that we could make it into like an elopement and or, you know, just go to different locations and film weddings. And I was like, this is an excellent idea. And we need to make it happen. So it was like, kind of funny that in that same like it was like matter of minutes time span when I texted him and he was having the same exact thought about working and living on the road I think that's hilarious because it shows that you guys are soulmates but but that is such a cool I mean it's cool that it was kind of spontaneous but also you were on the same page and it's obviously a huge change and a huge commitment from obviously living in a house or an apartment or something. So at what point did you decide after having that conversation via text or that night that this was the right move for you as a couple and as a business, since it is such a huge change? Mm -hmm. Well, we had to kind of figure out what kind of transportation we wanted. And so initially we were like, oh, maybe we should do like a roof nest and just have like a tent on top of like a four wheel drive, you know, vehicle, or maybe we should do a pull behind or like is a van an option. And then eventually we came up with a truck camper and it's nice because obviously a pickup truck has four wheel drive. So if you're in the mountains or if you're like bad road conditions, like you just like feel safer. And while we do love nature, we also love the city. And so that kind of knocked out the pull behind just because that would take up like way too much space. Um, if you're just like trying to park and go check out like any city anywhere. And so it like was nice to be able to end up with the truck camper and be able to do like both nature and cityscape type destinations. And how did you settle on a scout camper? This is kind of going a different direction a little bit, but did you do much research on 
truck campers once you settled on like okay cool we want a truck camper or did it was it just kind of like oh we've heard of this and like let's do it yeah so scout is like a relatively new company uh i think they're only like two three four years old so there's not like a ton of them out and about in america but chuck is like a big research guy he is he researches everything and i'm just like yeah that sounds great so it's pretty good um (laughs) dynamic that we have he just like looks into everything and then i just get to hear all the key values and points of, of like why something is better than another but this particular truck camper is made to be more minimalist and we one didn't want to buy like a bigger pickup truck where you would have to haul like a uh, lance is a pretty typical truck camper and they're just like huge there's a lot going on in them and just like too much for what we were looking for and so when he found the scout campers um they had had good reviews they came in three different sizes and we had like the middle size which is called the olympic and really it just like checked all of our boxes and i know that they're pretty customizable or maybe custom ordered how did you customize your truck camper to meet your specific living and photography needs like storage space a work area cooking, living, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So before we had Hoka, we had a pretty decent work area in there. It's just like two little benches and then there's like a little baby table. So you could fit two laptops on there kind of snugly, but if we wanted to, we both could work in there at the same time. But once we got Hoka, we had to get rid of the table and just have it lay as like a flat bed because that's where she sleeps at night. So we don't really have a working station in the camp anymore, which it's fine because I love our dog. So, you know, she gets to be the princess, I suppose you could say. Um, and we recently just installed some drawers on the bottom of the camper. They have two little cubbies that kind of go the length of the camper. And those have been super nice to be able to keep our clothes a little bit more organized. And there's really not a ton of storage in the camper itself. So we really just had to downsize a bunch of stuff. We sold like everything, every like big item that we would not need in the foreseeable future, like a chairs, couches, tables, you know, like that kind of stuff. And then as far as customizing the camper, like they come as a base, which is basically just a shell. And then it comes with the bed and the table and the fridge. And we decided that we wanted to add a toilet because, you know, you have to have a toilet. And then we added a roof nest, which surprisingly we don't actually use as much as we thought we were. I'm going to be honest. It's because of me. I don't want to sleep in it when I could just sleep inside the camper. And that's not Chuck's favorite thing that I am uh, kind of like butting his head on but you know it's it's fine when we have friends that come and camp with us they usually just stay up there instead of sleeping on the ground which is obviously better than you know on the little what are those pads called that you sleep on mattress pad I guess so yeah it's like better than sleeping on a sleeping pad Um, so we added that and then we added a two burner stove um, so that we could cook in the camper Uh, what else did we add I feel like that's about it it comes with a solar panel so all uh, the battery charges the fridge that we have in there and it can charge our electronics as well. So like our camera gear, our laptops, phones, that kind of stuff. But I feel like that's about it. And it's I mean, you listed off a bunch of stuff. So it sounds like you have, you know, a lot a lot going on there. But I know you later will talk about kind of the downfalls of living in a camper, but what does your schedule, since you are in this tight space, 
what does your schedule look like on the road? Are there certain places you travel to yearly? Do you have a set schedule? Do you go with the flow? I know, obviously, the wedding industry, you kind of travel to wherever weddings are happening, but is there any rhyme or reason to the rest of your schedule or where you travel? Yeah, so during the summer months, so this year it was the end of April and then into October, we're typically in like Winona, Minnesota, La Crosse, Wisconsin, Minneapolis, or a lot of the times we're in the North Shore in Minnesota where a majority of the elopements happen that we do. So that's where we are like during like those six months. And then the other six months, we've really only done two winters in the camper so far. Um, We have gone out to the western side of the united states so the first time it was a two-month trip and one of my younger brothers got married in utah so we're like hey let's do a snowboarding trip because chuck and i both love to snowboard so we went to big sky montana we went to steamboat springs colorado we went to snowbird in utah and we also went to copper mountain back in colorado on the way home and those mountains are incredible if you have the chance to go definitely recommend. And then this winter, we are at least for October and November after the wedding season is over, we hope to go out to the Carolinas. I have a friend that lives out there that we want to go visit. And Chuck has been wanting to go see Asheville. And then Charleston, South Carolina is on our list of places to go see. So we're like, we're done with the West. We've seen enough of it. Let's go East. (laughs) It's so fun, though, that you can just make that decision and go And I'm sure that's something that once you eventually get rid of the camper, you might miss a little bit. But now we're kind of jumping into the juicy stuff. So these next questions may help you if you're on the fence about this lifestyle or if you want to hear a real experience with living and working from the road. So Shiloh, what are some of the benefits of living in a truck camper as a photographer, both personally and professionally? Yeah, well, for starters, not having to pay rent is obviously right up there on the top of the list. And there's literally no limit to where we can go and for how long we can stay there for. So, for example, this past summer or winter, we almost didn't see snow for like five months and it was absolutely fantastic. And there is also like really no outside responsibilities with like home ownership or renting. We don't have to replace water heaters. We, you know, use laundromats to do our laundry. We don't have to pay for water, electricity, because we have the solar panels. So all that has been like a really big plus. And then being on the road gives us a lot of opportunities to see so much in the United States that like almost, or I guess really a lot of people don't get to experience very often. So it's like pretty cool that we're building all these like core memories while we're only in our thirties, instead of doing them like when we're in our seventies and like, obviously we're a lot more agile now than we will be down the road. So like, that's been awesome. And then like another plus side of it is like, you don't have to pay for hotels or campsites everywhere we go because you can just like park outside of um, different places that we can find that are called dispersed camping. So it's basically just like BLM land, or um, maybe there's like some loves gas stations and like, yes, it's not glamorous, but you know, it gets a job done and it's free. So I'm also uh, all about that. And then even also while being on the road, you get to meet so many like curious people who want to see the inside of a truck camper. And they just like, <laughs> they'll literally, we have like the door open, they'll stop and peek in and be like, Hey, like, this is pretty sweet. Can like, tell me about it. And, you know, it's just like kind of cool to share that common interest with like other curious people. And then um, 
as far as like photography goes, it's really awesome to be able to go out and like photograph so many beautiful different places. Like you get it, you live in Montana right next to Glacier and it's just like absolutely stunning. And so it's like being in Colorado and California and Arizona has like so much different type of flora and fauna that you get to experience that is not here in Minnesota or like the Midwest. So that's pretty cool. And then Another actually kind of funny story was that we were in San Diego and we got a DM on Instagram from a couple who also lives out of like their little mini school bus. And they had just recently also moved into it. They had two cute little pups and they looked us up on Instagram and saw that we were photographers and and asked us if we could do like a little mini photo shoot with them and their bus to kind of just like document that life stage for them. And it was like super awesome to be able to share that with uh, the other couple that we were able to hang out with for a little bit. So lots of fun experiences, lots of opportunities, but now that we've heard the benefits, what are some of the drawbacks of living in a truck camper, either just in general or as a photographer or both? Yeah, I will say like not having a home base gets kind of old after a while. Chuck and I have actually been talking about selling it because I just like need structure and it's hard to have structure when you're in a camper. And I mean, we've been living in it for a year and two months, which is like pretty bonkers to think about. And like, that's a long time, you know, like Chuck and I initially were like, okay, we'll give it a year, see what happens. And it turns out a year is enough time for us personally. I do know other people who live in vans and they've been doing it for like five years and they just like absolutely love it. But I'm like, just not for me. Also, like if the weather's not great, whether it's like way too hot or way too cold, it's really not fun being in the camper. Like if it's raining where it's like Chuck, Hoka and I are all stuck in the camper or Hoka is just stuck in the camper while Chuck and I are like in a coffee shop or at the mall or something like that. So it's like not super, not super great when the weather is just like all over the place, you know, like right now it's perfect. You know, the weather is like, it's like 50 at night gets to like 70 during the day love that but when it gets to like 90 and humid I just don't want to be anywhere near the camper (laughs) Um, and then also it's like hard to get into a schedule and like I know that I need to be working but it's like nice outside and I want to be outside or maybe we're like not near wi-fi and like we need wi-fi to work or just like there's just like little baby roadblocks that make it hard to like work in the camper and like be on top of my like game when I'm in the camper if that makes sense yeah for sure I have a hard enough time in a small apartment so I can't imagine a small little truck camper yeah I can I can feel your struggle there and I we were as we're kind of talking about the it's hard to work i it's hard enough to maintain a healthy work life balance just as a business owner in general but i can't imagine how hard it is to actually be living and recreating and working and doing everything from that same space so how do you balance work and personal life while living on the road and then what strategies do you use to maintain that healthy work life balance since you are doing everything from that one place yeah it's It's like when they recommend not working in your bedroom because you just like equate bed with sleep and like you're not very on top of the game 
yeah, productive. Yeah, you're just like not productive when you're like working in your bedroom. And so basically our camper is our bedroom. There's like, I mean, it's all really just one tiny space. Meaning we don't often work in the camper just because it is so like tight. And Chuck and I are not small people. Like he's six two, I'm five seven and you know, like a lot of the times we can't even brush our teeth at the same time because one of us is like out on the tailgate. Otherwise it's just like, it's too, it's too close of quarters and like you're bumping elbows and everything. Um, so a lot of the times we just end up going to work inside coffee shops, libraries, Barnes and Noble, whatever. Um, but I don't really care about that because lattes are indeed my love language. And I, you know, could probably drink three in a day, even though I know it's not good for me. And plus like, when we are in new places, it's, or it's easy to be like, oh, I want to like, go out and do all these things, even though I know I should be working. So you really have to like, be regimented and be like, okay, nope, we're working from 10 to two today. After that, like, we can just go and do whatever, like, but during those times, like, we really just need to focus and like, get our work done. So yeah, I I feel like that's just like, how it is in the camper <laughs> like you, you don't really have like separateness to like your work and your home life <laughs> so awesome scheduling is needed no <laughs> and what challenges did you face I guess I mean a year is a long time like you said but what challenges did you face in the beginning living and working from the truck camper and what challenges do you face now maybe they're the same but I didn't know if there was any progression with like living with the challenges or anything well I feel like once we added Hoka into the mix it just got even more challenging because now you have to walk her or you know if it's raining outside then she like absolutely smells horrible um and so it's like adding her to the mix I feel like it has been an additional challenge like not one that I'm like upset about and it's like obviously a very enjoyable challenge but it's a challenge nonetheless but one of the main things is like it gets so incredibly hot in the camper and we do not have AC so when the temperatures get into like the 80s 90s and it's like humid outside we usually have to like ask friends if we can stay in their place until like the heat wave passes and we'll either go to my parents house we stay with some friends in Winona or we go to lacrosse um, and stay with some other friends there so it's like it, it, on those days I feel like I'm I'm cheating and not actually like living in a truck camper but if there's no AC, like I'm not, I'm just not interested in that. And then another like pain point that we have, I guess, is that when we first started living in the truck camper, I don't know if we just like, didn't really know about some helpful apps that like help you find where you can park during the night. Like BLM land is always free, but you know, like loves truck stops or just other businesses sometimes like let you park in overnight in their parking lots which is like obviously super helpful but we just like didn't really know how to like tread those waters when we first got in the truck camper and then keeping it clean is also like super annoying mainly because it is so small and when you're in a small space if like one thing is out of place it just like instantly makes the camper feel like dirty or um just like not like not cozy uh kind of like how you'd want it to feel um so we definitely have to like be on top of like making sure it's clean and everything is put away and uh then it's not too bad and then as far as like electronics go that's also kind of an annoying challenge as well our camper does run off of solar and so if it's cloudy out or if it's raining for like multiple days in a row that can be very problematic because our fridge is powered through the solar and without like sunshine for, for, 
I think it's like two or three days it can handle without sunshine before the battery goes completely dead. And that's really just even keeping the fridge alive. That's not including charging our phones or camera batteries or our laptops, or I love to read. So I have a Kindle and that, you know, obviously takes energy, energy to charge. And then we have, um, a fan that we charge in there too. And it's like, yeah, it can be a lot. (laughs) I can only imagine, but I'm glad that you can live with them. And this is a question I'm just generally curious about because obviously having a desk and sitting at a desk as a business owner is much different than doing it from the road. But how do you handle client communication and meetings while living on the road? And what technology do you use to stay connected? Like, do you have Starlink? Do you work? I know you mentioned this earlier, but working from coffee shops, how do you handle the whole staying connected Wi-Fi situation? Yeah. So most of our clients who do book us know that we do live on the road. So I feel like they're a little bit more uh, gracious with like where we have our meetings. And so recently a lot of them have just been over FaceTime or a phone call and it like, it works perfectly. They don't mind it and I don't mind it. And like, if we have the opportunity to meet with them in person, I'll always choose that option. But when we are on the road, they're totally fine with um, a FaceTime phone call, which I'm so grateful for. And then as far as like the Wi-Fi situation, we had considered getting Starlink, but we didn't really, we didn't really super justify it just because like a lot of the times we are in a city and we can get free Wi-Fi. Um, There's not a lot of days that we do spend like backwoods camping in the truck or like off the grid camping kind of stuff. So we just like, we're just like not that hardcore when it comes to uh, living on the road, but yeah. So it's, it's not too bad when you just like go into a coffee shop or, or we, I guess we also have a little Verizon jetpack, which has, I think 150 gigs of like data on it or Wi-Fi data or whatever. So that works out really well too. If like we need to use that in a pinch. That is so fun. I mean, it makes sense. I guess I just had to ask the question. And what advice would you give someone who's interested in pursuing a similar lifestyle? And what resources would you recommend for them to kind of get started? Yeah, I would definitely tell them to do their research. There's a lot of different great options out there that you can get. And if you like, you don't need to buy new, we did. And like, I'm very happy with it. But like so many other people that we know that do like van life, either convert it themselves. Chuck and I chose not to do that because we're not handy people. And I just took to be completely honest, I didn't want to do it. So and we had the ability to like, purchase a scout so it was it was fine but also like it's a completely different world living in in a camper or on the road than in an apartment or a house but it's also like such a fun lifestyle uh you get to meet so many different people and if you're like able to travel whether you do it solo or with like a friend or a partner like it's just like an awesome experience and I wouldn't trade it for anything and I'm just like so glad that we chose to do it. And I would say that the ups definitely outweigh the downs. Like, yeah, there's going to be some hard days and yeah, there's going to be some sucky days where like your car breaks down or maybe you blow a tire. Um, just two weeks ago, our battery died, um, at a grocery store and we had to like figure out like, how are we going to get a new one? You know? So it's like, there are like hiccups that come along, but overall it's just like a super awesome experience. 
And there are definitely a lot of great apps that you can use to find parking places like for dispersed camping. A few of them that we use are iOverlander, Harvest Host, and Free Roamer. And another like tip I would say is to get used to being uncomfortable and being willing to make friends wherever you go. It just... If you're traveling by yourself or just like with another person and I myself am an extrovert and I just like love people and talking to people and not that Chuck um, doesn't like satisfy my people needs, but like I like to, I like to be out there, you know? So it's like, as an, if you're an extrovert, I would recommend just like being open to meeting new people and saying hi to whoever it is. <laughs> awesome. And what are your future plans and goals for your business, but also your lifestyle on the road. So you also touched on this a little bit earlier, but is this living and working on the road thing going to continue? Yes and no. (laughs) Um, We're actually thinking about moving to Colorado. Chuck and I have both been there together and separately a handful of times. And we just like love everything that Colorado has to offer. It's outdoorsy. The weather's really nice. There's like, we visited Colorado Springs and there's great coffee shops. We visited a few different churches that we really enjoyed. And we know a few people that live out there. So um, we just decided to make the move. But unfortunately, that means that we're going to be selling the truck and camper um, later this summer and the fall. So if you're interested, let me know. And yeah, we're just probably going to transition to doing weddings and elopements out in Colorado. Probably we'll still take a handful in Minnesota just because my family lives here. And I don't know if I could not see them um, for six months at a time. And I mean, I still love Minnesota and everything that like is about Minnesota, but we just like want to do a little change up and go uh, do something new and exciting. Might as well. You've already got one exciting thing under your belt. You might as well keep adding some more. And I always love ending on an uplifting question. So can you tell us about your favorite part or favorite memory of living in the truck camper? Gosh, that is like a loaded question because there has been so many fun memories and I don't know if I can really like pinpoint one per se. Um, We've gone out west twice and the first time around was for a snowboarding trip. We went to a whole bunch of different ski resorts. My brother got married when we were out there. So like that's high on the list of one of my favorite opportunities. We had a chance to visit a good friend of mine in San Diego for two weeks and like who doesn't love California? Um, I literally had the best latte of my life from a place called Saltwater Culture along Mission Beach um, near the ocean. And like that was life changing. And we were able to do like a few spur of the moment trips this past summer up to Door County, Pictured Rocks National Lakeshore and Devil's Lake. And so it's hard to like pinpoint a single memory with all like the adventures we have. But maybe if I were to pick one, it might be getting our dog Hoka. She's literally an angel. <laughs> I remember when you were talking about trying to convince Chuck to get a dog and now it happened and I'm just like, yes, yes, yes. I love that for you. And this has been so fun. I can't wait to continue watching you guys travel and then shooting in Colorado, hopefully, and adventuring with your pup. You guys are just awesome. And I would love to leave listeners with where they can find you. So if you want to chat a little bit about your social media accounts or where they can find you online. Yeah, so basically we rebranded everything to be Chuck and Shiloh. So Chuck and Shiloh on Instagram. Our website is chuckandshiloh.com. 
Our YouTube channel is Chuck and Shiloh. Very easy to remember, seeing that it is our names. And yeah, that's basically, uh, that's where you can find all the goods. I love this. Thank you so much for being here and for sharing your experiences with us. I can't wait to see where you guys go this year and every year after that. And do you have anything final to add? I can't think of anything off the top of my head outside of I want to come and visit you in Montana. Oh my gosh, yes. Come. We will go get a latte and adventure in the mountains a little bit. Awesome. Well, I guess this is the end of today's podcast with Shiloh. This was so fun. And I hope you all got a little peek into what it's like to live on the road and to work on the road. And you know the drill. Are you ready to wander? 